Hey guys, welcome to another Duomo Trading Podcast. I'm Nicholas Puri, and some of you will be sitting there thinking, who the hell is that guy? Because it's been so long since we put out a podcast now. But don't worry, we're going to be having a lot more of them coming from now on, probably a couple of times a week. So make sure if you haven't already that you subscribe on whatever app you're using to download your podcast. Anyway, in today's podcast, I want to talk about a critical subject. And it's one that I've been really interested in talking about recently. You would have seen a video for it on our YouTube channel. We've seen articles coming out. And it's about the best time of day for us to trade. However, this isn't about which markets are active at the time that you're trading or which ones are in session at that time, since usually we can find a market that matches the time of day that we want to trade anyway. So I'm not going to say, you know, between two o'clock in the afternoon till four o'clock is the best because the US and Europe are both in, both in session, because it doesn't really matter so much. Of course, that's one factor to take into account. But what's more important is that we pick a time where we're going to be able to reach peak performance, because it doesn't matter if you're getting lots and lots of entries because the market's in session, if the entries that you're getting are not good because you're not really trading optimally. And believe me, this makes a big difference because as we'll discuss a bit later, when you get this wrong, your cognitive function can reduce by as much as 20%. And in fact, they even say that this is as much as the equivalent of drinking the legal limit of alcohol before going on straight. So, you know, drunk trading doesn't ever work that well. Believe me, I've tried it. I've heard some horror stories from people. So the more we can avoid situations like that, the better. So this is especially important for those of you that are going to be trading around a work schedule. I get a lot of questions all the time from people saying like, oh, I work like nine to five and I get home from work at seven in the evening. And then how do I trade? Should I trade before work in the morning? Should I trade in the evening? So that's something that this is going to cover for you. And also for those of you that are working shifts, it will help you to decide when to work around those shifts. And even if there are some days when you shouldn't be working. Now, some of the things we're going to discuss are things that I've briefly mentioned before, and all of it's coming from actual studies that were done rather than anecdotal evidence. So I think it's much better when you know something supported by science. Now, if you want to know more about all of this, there's a really fantastic book that I've read, which really breaks this all down very nicely in like an easy to understand summary. And that's the book called When by Daniel Pink. So I'd recommend checking that out and then maybe do some extra reading around the topic if you want to. There's plenty of scientific studies and various books out that will help you understand this more. But anyway, let's get into it. So our cognitive ability to a large extent is dictated by our circadian rhythm. This is what you sometimes hear people refer to as your body clock. Now, although these circadian rhythms take place even in the cells of each individual organ in your body, there is an overall master pacemaker known as your suprachiasmatic nucleus. And of course, I can't pronounce that properly. So excuse me if you're a science whiz and you know all about biology and you think, oh, you can't even pronounce the word properly. We'll refer to it as an SCN from now on. So this is a, this is a cluster of around 200,000 cells that's approximately the size of a grain of rice and it's located in the hypothalamus in your brain. So this SCN controls the rise and fall in our body temperature and it regulates our hormones. So this eventually, well eventually, like as a byproduct of this, it helps us to sleep at night and to wake up in the morning. And yes, that's right for those of you that are listening that are still teenagers, your body can wake up in the morning as part of a routine without an alarm clock or your parents shouting at you. 
However, this cycle that the SCN runs on is actually lasting 24 hours and 11 minutes, which is a bit more than a typical day, which is obviously 24 hours. So instead, the body aligns itself with social and environmental signals. So environmental signals, obviously the sun rising, the sun setting. Social signals may be that if you need to get to work for nine in the morning, then your body's going to have to adapt to waking up before that to get you there in time. So the body is matching your internal cycle, your body clock, with the external cycle of night and day on Earth or Mars or wherever you're living. So this process is known as entrainment. And in some situations, if your sleeping pattern is really, really bad, then your body's going to struggle with entrainment and you're going to find it difficult to match your body clock with daylight or darkness. Kind of like The Machinist, if you've seen that film, when he starts going a little bit mental, then that's going to be you. Although I think in, in that film, he was actually, wasn't he going mental before he starts having the sleep problems? Anyway, if you're an insomniac, then obviously your body's not going through entrainment so well. So this circadian rhythm leads us to going through different feelings of energy throughout the day. Typically, most people will go through a cycle that involves a peak, followed by a trough, and then a recovery. So it's those three broad sort of segments of the cycle, peak, trough, and then recovery. In general, the peak will happen for most people in the morning after waking up until just after lunchtime when the trough starts. So everything that you had in the peak starts to wear off and then you go through this trough before eventually it starts to pick up again in the late afternoon or the start of the evening. And that's when your recovery phase takes place. So I'm sure most of us know the feeling of that afternoon slump when you feel really tired and sluggish and everyone's walking around like a zombie in the office. I definitely know that feeling and I've tried my best over the years to combat it by drinking huge amounts of coffee. But when it comes to trading or any other day-to-day -day work, following just a nine-to-five schedule and working through that sort of lunchtime slump is not necessarily the best thing. So if you start at 9 a.m. and finish at 5 p.m., then that means that you're working quite a significant amount of hours when you're not at your peak performance, when you're not most optimal. Now, most people would therefore expect that their best performance is going to happen in the morning when they have their peak time. However, this is not necessarily the case. It actually depends on what type of work you're doing and the type of person you are. Let me explain. When we wake up, our body temperature slowly rises. And as it rises, that increase in temperature starts to boost our energy levels, which in turn boosts our alertness. This process leads to some of our abilities being tuned in and enhanced. So during the morning session, after waking up, your executive functioning is improved. Your ability to concentrate and your powers of deduction are much higher. And I have in my notes here that I have to point out that yes, I am saying deduction and not seduction. I would hate for people to start thinking that I was saying seduction and start trying it on in the morning. I think that's not going to go so well when you're at work. You might be slapped with a sexual harassment case. But anyway, moving swiftly on from that, for most of us, our analytic qualities are peaking in the late morning or the early lunchtime. So if we want to perform analysis or something that requires full concentration, that's going to be the best time to do it. But that's not all. For traders, this is especially important because this time of day is when our vigilance is at its best as well. This vigilance is going to help us to stick with a system better and help us to avoid deviating from the rules. It's basically like the bouncer at the door of the nightclub and that nightclub's our mind and it's stopping all the distractions coming in and like you, all this irrelevant information that we could trade off and gut feeling and stuff like that. This vigilance is going to help us stick to the system that we have and be a lot more rigid. So the morning brings us to our peak with analytical qualities and vigilance. This is a great situation for traders. However, 
Around midday or slightly after that, these qualities begin to deteriorate and even reverse. Our vigilance reaches its limit, which means that we may start to then run on gut feeling, stereotypes, irrelevant information, irrational logic. You know that I'm very big on doing things that are logical. And uh, if you have irrational logic, it's just going to wind me up. So don't do it. So rather than sticking to, you know, this logical and systematic approach that we needed for our trading and what we had in the morning session, then it's actually doing the reverse that it's doing the opposite. And in addition to this, our energy levels and alertness plummet as well. So we start feeling sleepy and groggy, like I mentioned before. So at this point, when it comes to analytical work like trading that requires top, top focus, our performance can change later in the day quite dramatically. So in the afternoon, our performance for our trading is not going to be great because cognitive activities suffer by as much as 20%. And as I mentioned earlier, some studies show that the effect on performance, cognitive perform performance, is about the same as drinking the legal limit of alcohol. So it's sort of like trading in the afternoon after having a pint or two. That is not good. And I think you're not going to be you know, looking at significant levels in the same precise way that you would have done in the morning. And in addition to all of that, it's also found that we're much more positive in the mornings as well. As we hit our midday slump, we start to become more negative. Now, since trading is so heavily dependent on good psychology, the positivity is exactly what we need. If we're trading with a negative mindset, it's just going to lead to a bit of a disaster. I've seen it time and time again when people email me and they're saying, Oh, I feel so like my net, my trading's not going well. I'm never getting the right trades. Every time I open a trade, it goes against me. And inevitably, it's like selective attention. They're seeing the sort of opportunities where that's more likely to happen. They're not seeing the good opportunities out there. Or when they get one, then they're so negative, expecting things to go wrong that they're closing it too soon. So as much as possible, we want that positivity and we have that more often in the morning. However, later in the day, like after that sort of lunchtime slump or the early afternoon slump, we start to go through our recovery phase. But at this point, it's not just like we're recovering our energy and we get back to how we were earlier. Instead, something changes in us at this point because we're actually no longer optimal for analytical tasks. Instead, we're more in tune for solving what's called insight problems and doing more creative things. So although our energy levels are picking up, we're going through the recovery phase, we just don't have the same vigilance as we did in the morning session. Instead, at this time, with our energy levels picking up, it's actually the lack of vigilance that allows us to think more creatively. That means that we'll be able to find solutions from outside the box because we're not thinking in this sort of rigid manner that we were before. So this means that we can make links and connections that we wouldn't have thought possible before. And this is really important when it comes to your trading if you want to progress with your system and optimize because of course part of it is analyzing the data and of course a massive part of it is analyzing the markets. But there's also a point where you have to think what's the connection between my results here and what I'm seeing in the markets and what I'm doing with my system and everything else. And this is how I've made a lot of the discoveries that we teach with the Duomo method is from actually making these connections and saying, wait a minute, what's going on there? And then exploring a bit further. So this time of day, the recovery phase is the best time of day for that sort of stuff. So essentially, we'd have more opportunity to experience what's called a flash of illuminance. 
Now, when we're doing analysis, any lack of inhibitions or lack of vigilance may lead us to deviating from our rules and our system. So this time of day, the recovery phase is not necessarily going to be the best because we want to be rigid. We want to be strict on what we're doing. So instead, just use this time of day for trying to make discoveries or figure out problems. It's what some people refer to as the inspiration paradox. That innovation and creativity are greatest when we're not actually at our peak, at our very best from a circadian rhythm point of view. So just to reiterate, your trading, since it's analytical and requires a systematic approach, is best suited to the morning session, whereas any sort of creative thinking or problem solving is better in the afternoon. And that slump in the middle, that horrible slump, is really not good for anything. So instead, this would be the time of day to complete any admin stuff that you need to do, such as filling in data in your journal or something like that, where you don't necessarily need to think too much. Maybe it's just transferring data from your broker terminal to your journal or other things you need to do, paperwork. That's the right time of day to focus on that. Now, with all of that being said, it is actually very important to be extra certain that your circadian rhythm matches the one that we just discussed. Because I said most people in, in all of those sentences, and that's because not everyone has the same body clock alignment. We all have a different chronotype, and a small amount of people will actually experience the exact opposite of what we just discussed. So in other words, when, when I was talking about it before, I said that people go through a peak, then a trough, then a recovery. But people can actually experience a recovery, then a trough, and then a peak. So it's the exact reverse. They'd wake up, they'd go through their recovery phase, then they'd go through their trough, and then they'd go through their peak. So that basically is because some people are morning people. They have what we call an early chronotype. But other people might be night people. And I don't mean like vampires or anything like that, but they're just more accustomed to working at nighttime. Or the, you know, they have a late chronotype. So if you look online, you can actually find assessments where you fill in a range of questions to find out what your chronotype is. The best one is the Munich chronotype questionnaire. But when I looked online for the sort of self-assessment thing there, there's one that you can print off and complete. But the, the actual electronic version that does it for you is currently being moved. So instead, there are other ones that you can find online if you do a search for it. Most of them are free, I think. But there's also a simple way that we can calculate it. And that is if you think about the days when you don't have any commitments, like if you're on holiday from work or something like that, and you don't need to wake up in the morning for anything in particular, then what time would you naturally go to bed? And what time would you naturally wake up? So, you know, might go to bed at 11, wake up at eight or something like that. Think about what that time would be if you've got no commitments the next day, and then find the midpoint of that amount of time so for example, if you're going to bed at 11 and you're waking up at, I don't know, 7, then obviously your midpoint is four hours after you're going to bed because it's an eight-hour sleep. So therefore, your midpoint is three o'clock in the morning. So if we look at the midpoint of people's sleep, then if it falls between 12 a.m. and 3.30 a.m., then you're an early chronotype. That accounts for about 14% of people. If it's between 6 a.m. and 12 p.m., then you're a late chronotype, which is about 21% of people. And anything in between that, so anything between 3.30 a.m. and 6 a.m. as the midpoint of your sleep, then that's just the middle, the sort of average, and that's about 65% of people. So the 65% of people that are in the middle and the 14% of people that are early chronotypes are going to be following the sort of the cycle that we discussed before, peak trough recovery. 
but that 21% of people that are night people may actually experience the reverse of what we discussed before. So that means they go through their recovery period in the morning, that's when they're more suited to creative or brainstorming type of work, then they have their slump in the afternoon like everyone seems to do, and then they hit their peak. So that's when they should be doing analytical work like trading. Now your chronotype can be affected by a range of factors. For example, age can make a difference. Kids are early chronotypes, as most parents will know when their kids wake up at six in the morning jumping on their bed. But later they move on to being like night walkers, like those vampires I was talking about when they hit their teen years. I'm sure we all know about parents shouting at their teenagers to get out of bed and be more productive during school holidays. Well, this is because they are a late chronotype at that point. However, over the age of 50, if you want to wait that long, people start becoming more suited to early mornings. So, you know, if you're a teenager and you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning, don't worry, when you hit 50, you'll be able to get up in the morning. Another factor is your sex, as women are more likely to be earlier in terms of chronotypes than men, although not hugely different, but there is a difference between men and women there. So these chronotypes don't only affect the type of work that you should do at specific points in time, but they also lead to different characteristics in people as well, like characteristics in general. For example, morning people tend to be more pleasant and productive. They're more emotionally stable, persistent, conscientious, and introverted. They can suppress bad impulses, they can take initiative, and they're more inclined to plan for the future. Now, particularly those last ones, you can imagine they're pretty good traits for traders to have. Now, these sort of early chronotype people are also seen as being more happy and positive. So that's all sounds like thumbs up for traders. On the other hand, night people are like the darker people. These are the vampires. They're more open and extroverted, but they're also seen as more neurotic, impulsive, and sensation-seeking. These are the live-for-the-moment type of people. They want to do daring, exciting things. These are not necessarily good signs for trading because, you know, inevitably, if you're a daring thrill-seeker, then you're more likely to be gambling with your money than doing things sensibly. But... On the other hand, if you understand these aspects of your personality, then it's obviously something that could be controlled. You can put certain checks in place to avoid doing things that you know your personality is going to be driving you to do that could be harming your trading results. But these people are also more likely to be using stimulants, things like alcohol, caffeine, cigarettes, and other drugs. They're also more likely to suffer from addictions, eating disorders, diabetes, depression, and infidelity. Not that that's linked to trading, although it may be if you start hitting a winning streak and you've got a lot of money in your bank account. Now, all of this obviously doesn't sound so great for night people, but luckily they are kind of balanced out because these night people are also seen to display greater creativity, better working memory, and higher intelligence scores. So, as you can see, you've got some bad sides, you're neurotic, but on the other hand, at least you're clever. As you can imagine, understanding your chronotype can really help you for understanding how you may want to position your trading, and like I said, the type of controls that you want to have in place, as well as the time of day that you focus on the activity of trading itself. Now, it's important that you really understand these factors and it's important that you understand your chronotype and what it is that you're trying to work on. So don't just assume everything's going to be better in the morning just because you're a morning person. Instead, we need to match the task to the certain time of day that's best for that based on our chronotype. This is what's known as the synchrony effect. And for 80% of the population, it'll be the typical circadian rhythm that I described at the start, where you do analytical work in the morning 
admin work that you don't need to concentrate on in the afternoon and then creative or insight work in the evening. Now, really quickly before we wrap up the podcast, I want to leave you with a little tip that Daniel Pink talks about in his book, When, that I referred to earlier. And I love this tip and I especially love the name of it. It's what's called a nappuccino. So it goes like this. In the afternoon when you're about to hit that slump, when you're right in that slump, you down a cup of coffee, like an espresso or something like that, understanding that caffeine takes 25 minutes to get into your system fully, and then you go and have a nap for 20 to 25 minutes. It's best to plan to nap for 20 minutes and give yourself a bit of time to fall asleep, like seven minutes to fall asleep, which is the average time it takes people to fall asleep. So basically, the, by the time the caffeine is kicking in, it's about the time that you're waking up for your nap, and it's really important that it is this amount of time, because if you sleep for a shorter amount of time than 10 minutes, then you're not going to really experience the boost that you should do from having a nap. But if you sleep for longer than 25 minutes, you'll go through what's called sleep inertia, where you're going to feel more groggy and more sluggish and tired, and it's gonna take you a while to recover from that. So instead, if you sleep between the 10 minutes and the 25 minutes, so for about 20 minutes, like we said, then you're gonna experience a boost in your cognitive ability in the afternoon. So although it's not going to be exactly the same as it was in the morning, at least you can get something more productive done during that afternoon slump. Now, keeping that in mind, the nappuccino concept, if you're working on shifts, then that may be something that you want to consider. But anyway, we're going to leave that there for now. I think there's a lot for you to take in. And after all of that talking, to be perfectly honest, I am in need of a nappuccino. So if you wanted to find out more, then check out the book When by Daniel Pink. As I said, this podcast isn't sponsored by it. I just think it's a good book. As I said at the start of the podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcast that we'll have coming out on a regular basis if you like this one we would love for you to leave a review we don't really have many reviews at the moment it's a bit lonely out there so if you can leave a review so that other people can find us and know what to expect then that would be great and leave any sort of thumbs up or whatever ranking you get for a podcast i don't know how these apps work anyway guys thanks for listening i'll speak to you in the next one take care bye bye